You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, everybody, and welcome back into another episode of Locked On Aggies, the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back here in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M. I upgraded my microphone, so hopefully that that sound that everyone's talking about on YouTube is actually coming in a little bit more clear. Uh, just pay a little bit more money. But the main point of the subject today, Marvin Leal, no longer going to be a Texas A&M Aggie. He's going to head to the NFL. So where does Marvin Leal fall somewhere in the NFL draft? I reached out to a couple of my scout buddies. And what teams are most going to be interested in a player who can play a three-tech, a five-tech, and much, much more? We'll discuss that all on today's show. This episode of Locked On Aggies is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. The holiday season is right around the corner and finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable guaranteed gift that is going to be loved and also eaten. Go to omahasteaks.com and type in college and enter the search bar for the perfect gift holiday package. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single day. We are so thankful to have you right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Now, make sure you're subscribed on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube.com, and of course, make sure you're listening every single day at LockdownPodcast.com. As always, my name is Cole Thompson. Name right down there below, at Mr. Cole Thompson, if you want to follow me on Twitter. I am the host of the show, and I love public feedback. Anything you can do to make this a more quality-sounding podcast Monday through Friday, give me a follow, give me a shout-out, and I will add it into the mix. Secondly, Locked on Aggies. Locked on Aggies is your number one source for all things 12 man related content found here on LOP. You can always subscribe on iTunes, listen on Spotify, and if you can't do any of that, listen live every single day at LockedOnPodcast.com. It is the end of an era, but one that was expected. DeMarvin Leal now leaving for the pros, saying goodbye to Aggieland after three seasons, looking to become the first player since 2017 to be drafted in the first round out of Texas A&M. That last guy, we all know his name, Miles Garrett, on a tear, very well could be the MVP or the Defensive Player of the Year in the NFL for 2021. But this is about Leal. Leal has been a monumental piece in the Jimbo Fisher era, one of the top recruits that was ever brought into the program back in 2019's class. And ever since, he has been a monster, slowly developing into a three-tech from a five-tech to now moving into a more interchangeable role. There were multiple times where you would watch uh, Jaden Peavy come out. They would run a 3-2-5 formation. I mean, a 3-2-6 a formation, or they would run a 3-3-5. Three, three, They'd run a uh, you know two linebacker set. They do a lot of different things. But Liao would work his way from the inside and from the outside. And this was kind of expected. Most people that I spoke to said that there's about four names that were going to be expected to go to Texas A&M. I do believe that there's at least two more coming, and uh, I'll just name them right now. Kenyon Green, uh, from everyone that I've spoken to, is going to declare for the NFL draft in the next coming days. Uh, and Isaiah Spiller should be declaring either today or tomorrow. So we're probably going to be doing videos on them in the next few days because that's really great content for the future. But DeMarvin Leal the first, no surprise here. A lot of scouts believe that he is a bona fide 100% first-round pick, and he took to Instagram to say goodbye to Aggieland. My dear 12th man, the last three years at Texas A&M have been some of the best years of my life. I am truly blessed and thankful for the opportunity to attend a truth prestigious university. I learned what it truly means to be an Aggie because of you, becoming a part of a culture that has been 
second to none, taught me the values and loyalty and pride I am truly grateful. There are so many people I would like to thank for empowering me into the man I have become today. To the Aggie football team, my dear brothers, it has been an unforgettable ride together. Thank you for holding me to an accountable and pushing me to become even better every day. I can only hope that I did the same for you and your teammates. To the Aggie football academic staff, thank you for making me be hardworking and dedicated to it being invested in me. I am forever in doubt and appreciative of everything that you have done to make me a successful student athlete. To the Aggies coaching staff, thank you, Coach Fisher, for always being straightforward and committed to bringing one of the best out of me on the field. Thank you to Coach Price for demanding my very best in all aspects as a young man. You are one of a kind of a coach. Thank you, Coach E, for teaching me about life and football. Thank you, Coach Elko, for helping me put my best defense together and hold me accountable in my contributions to this team. Thank you, Aggie football training staff, for your dedication, making me as healthy as I could be. Y'all are the best. Makedo. H, uh, thank you for the example of being a God, good, fe God fearing man. I have learned so much from you. Last but certainly not least, to the twelfth man, the incredible number one college football fan base in the country. You are the reason why I loved my time at Kyle Field. Playing in College Station is an experience that I cannot forget, and the words are unfathomably amazing. I love you all. It is with a heartfelt gratitude and appreciation to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I am humbled to announce I am officially declaring for the 2022 NFL Draft. My time in Aguilan was cut short, but I will always cherish my time at Texas A&M and look forward to moving into the next phase of my future. God bless you, Aggieland. I love you. Giggum. Demarvin Dallas not playing in the bowl game. I'm gonna tell you guys that right now. He is not playing in the bowl game. He is gonna stay out. He is definitely gonna be preparing for the NFL draft. His time at AM is up. So anybody out there who's asking, well, they still have a bowl game. And he ain't gonna be playing it. It's a lot like Justin Matt at BK back in 2019 when he left and what actually happened. Leal got his first real big game. That was Leal's first major start of the season when they played against Oklahoma State in the Texas Bowl in 2019 against Chuba Hubbard and this rad tag offense. That was where he got to start. This is where I think you start to see the emergence of Isaiah Rakes, of Dallas Walker, of McKinley Jackson, and of course, probably the big name, Shamar Turner, the one who a lot of people think are going to take the place of Leal's production. Very similar to how Leal took the place of Matt Abike's production. It's just the circle of life. But I do think that's interesting. You know, he does declare now, even though they don't know what bowl game they're going to. So in my opinion, that means not only will they not make a college football playoff, which is very evident, they're also not going to make a New Year's Six Bowl game. They're not going to be going to either the Fiesta Bowl or the Sugar Bowl or the um, Peach Bowl this year would be the option because if it's not in uh, the Orange Bowl. Because of that, he's done. And that's okay. That's just part of life. That's just part of the standard. That's what happens when you're at a program like Texas A&M. You're able to recruit talent so well that by the time you become a first-round draft pick, the last thing you want to do is hurt yourself in a bowl game, even though it is important for you to have you know, that one last hurrah. You wish you could go out with a win. You wish you could say goodbye to your team in the right direction, and that's just not the case. And unfortunately, for Texas A&M fans, they will say goodbye to one of, if not the most dominant defensive player in the Jimbo Fisher era thus far. But the real question is, where does he go now? Is he a bona fide first-round pick? What are my hearing from teams? What am I hearing from scouts? What do they like about him? And naturally, is anyone else going to miss the bowl game? 
But before we talk about that, this episode of Locked on Aggies is brought to you by Omaha Steaks, the perfect gift. I can tell you right now, I am a big steak aficionado. One thing that I love to do every single Sunday during the offseason when I'm not covering college football, when I'm not covering the NFL, is grill. I really do enjoy grilling. And you're not going to find a better steak out there than Omaha Steaks. The holidays are right around the corner and finding the perfect gift is tricky, but Omaha Steaks can make it easy. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter the word college in the search engine to get the perfect gift package. It's only $99 and you'll get 24 entrees like the world famous bacon wrap filet mignon, chicken breast, side desserts, and much, much more. All you have to do is use the promo code college and you'll get an additional eight Omaha steak burgers free for your order. That's a purchase of over a hundred dollars. You just get that for free. I've all heard the reports about shortage and shipping. Don't worry about it. Order the perfect gift package at omahasteaks.com and you will get an extra free eight burgers when you enter the promo code. Achieving gift greatness includes steaks that has incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. omahasteaks.com slash college. Make sure you get those orders in right before the holiday season. It's a perfect gift for you and for your family. Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked on Podcast Network. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single day. Make sure you tune in on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube.com, and of course, LockedOnPodcast.com. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. They're coming out with videos every single day. You're going to want to keep in the loop with it. So to finally out, where do I think the key lands? I do think that it is going to matter based off the combine. There's a lot of people who want to see his agility and they want to see his speed. Why do they want to see his speed? Well, when you're a player who is going to be able to be interchangeable, somebody like Liao, who had a phenomenal season as a pass rusher, both playing from the bull rushing position and the A and B gap and working the corner at the C gap against offensive tackles, you got to be able to go up against those same type of tackles, but three times better in the NFL. And here's the thing that people don't understand. You can go to a really crappy university. You can go to a really good university. There's good players at every university. Even the backups in an NFL roster, you know, NFL locker room who are quote unquote sucky. Yeah, they can kick most people's butts. They can absolutely whoop your can butt. And I hate when people always go, oh, why can you go up against that loser? No, you can't. <laughs> no, you can't. So the biggest thing is that can Liao be able to transition going up against levels of talent at the SEC to levels of talent at the NFL? If he can do that, I think that he's an interchangeable player, which basically means every single NFL roster should be looking at a guy like Liao. You can play him in a 3-4 technique to where he would easily thrive on the outside as that 5 technique, probably working into out on the outside, I mean on the tackle, on the outside uh, outside shoulder of the guard, probably actually doing a little bit more of that with the outside linebacker kind of closing in the gap. You basically are trying to get that extra leverage on the inside. If you play a 4-3 technique, you would easily transition to a 3-tech, a 1-gap type player. I think he'd actually do really, really well in that. And there's a few teams that I got out there who are definitely going to be interested in, in that type of player. But that is where the key is. Speed and agility. Can he move off the line of scrimmage as quickly as he looked during his time at Texas A&M? And that's what the Combine's for. The NFL Combine is going to be so big for a guy like Leal because if you want to be able to see him transition and show that same straight line speed that you saw every single rep during his time in College Station, if you can get that type of player... He's easily going to be a first-round talent. I mean, he's already a first-round talent. He's going to be a top-10 talent. And there's going to be a few teams that are definitely going to be interested in him. But I also want to talk about player comps. Somebody asked me who was my biggest player comp for a guy like DeMarvin Leal. And I know people are going to sit here and go, you are such an Alabama alum. I hate how you are such an Alabama dude, even though you cover Texas A&M. 
But Jonathan Allen of the Washington football team is basically a perfect complement to a guy like Leal. He showed immense success when the team was running a 3-4 formation as a defensive end. When the team elected to move back to a 4-3 system under Jack Del Rio, he made the easy fix into a three technique and the production did not drop at all. He's honestly one of, if not the best interchangeable uh, in, uh, defensive tackles, defensive linemen in the NFL today. He is great against the run. He has the bull rush ability, but he's also very quick. I view Leal as a quicker Jonathan Allen when he was coming out of Alabama. You can probably add about another 15 pounds on him and he'd be able to probably play that really nice role if you want him to play in a 3-4 technique. He probably could be about the same weight that he is, maybe slim down even a little bit, keep that speed at 285. Maybe he gets to about 280, you know, just a little bit less. And he'd be able to have that same similar production of what J.J. Watt kind of had during his time with the Houston Texans. J.J. Watt was about 280 when he was playing at his best level. So I don't think he would have that exact same type of career. I don't think many people in the NFL would have that exact same type of career. But somebody said he should play outside linebacker. No, no, he shouldn't. He should have his hand in the dirt. He should be an immense, easy defensive end if you're playing a 3-4 technique. If you're playing a 4-3, th- move him inside. He will have tremendous success as a bull rusher. If you get him in a defense that is missing that element up the middle, you are going to absolutely flourish. And there's a few teams like that, so let's go ahead and break it down. I have three teams that I really, really like for DeMarvin Leal going into this year's draft. Let's go with the first one, the Houston Texans. It's a good fit. He's a Texas native. He grew up in San Antonio. It's right up the road. They need help with a bull rushing defensive tackle. They are one of the worst teams when it comes to pass rush. And even with Jacob Martin and Jonathan Grenard playing that outside edge, Grenard has had a fantastic start to his second year. I think that he's actually in the top 25 in total sacks with eight and a half. So he is playing lights out recently. He's actually had uh, three games in a row where he's had at least one and a half sacks. So he is putting up the production as of late. Jacob Martin, I really like him. I do think that he is a good player. I don't think that he is an elite player, but I don't think that if you go with a guy like Leal, you're going to have to worry about that. He could still be your other pass rusher on the opposite side of Grenard. Really where the question comes to is, do you want to trust that Ross Blacklock is going to be able to perform at that same level that you saw a few weeks ago uh, with a guy like Roy Lopez? Lopez has actually been a really good run stuffer. According to Pro Football Focus, he's like the number two defensive tackle prospect of all the 2021 players. I think he's done a really nice job playing the run. I don't think he offers any value as a pass rusher. So if that's going to be the case, play Leal, get rid of Ross Blacklock, play Leal, play Roy Lopez next to each other, let them flourish together, Grenard on one side, and then you probably go ahead and draft another defensive lineman in the second round, third round, something like that. Or, depending on what happens with the Deshaun Watson situation, they could get an extra first-round pick, maybe even two if it's to the right team. When you look at that, when you look at something along the lines of that, I would argue that there's an opportunity that you can go draft a pass rusher with your first pick, Leal is going to be available probably around 7 through 15. If you're picking in that range, go ahead and just double down on defensive line. The best way that Nick Casario and the New England Patriots always were good is when they had the trenches right. So if you add in a guy like Aiden Hutchinson at the defensive end spot, and you add in a guy like DeMarvin Leal in the middle, you probably have immense success. Number two, the Philadelphia Eagles. They have got to get younger on the defensive line. They added in Milton Williams. I have no idea what he's going to be able to be. But Fletcher Cox, as good as I think that he has been throughout his NFL career, 
It started to dwindle a little bit. You're starting to see his production down. At this point, it wouldn't shock me if he just wants to go ahead and get a ring, get out of there, and call it a career. So adding in a guy like Leal who can kind of learn behind Cox for maybe a year and then eventually take over that role, or if you decide to move off of Jonathan Gannon and bring in a 3-4 system, I don't think Cox is going to fit that really well. I do think Liao would fit that really well. So I do think that he should be on that short list, that very, very short list of talent for this team. And number three, and this should be my floor, because I do think that this team is not going to be picking in the top 10. I think that they're going to be picking right around where I think the floor is for Liao. The Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings need help on their defensive line. They need to establish a pass rush, not just off the edge, but also up the middle. They have struggled finding a pass rush. They have a really good run stopper in Dalvin Tomlinson. They got from the New York Giants, but he's only there on a one-year deal. Maybe he signs a lucrative deal this offseason. They have got to get a pass rusher somewhere up the middle. I do believe that Liao would be an immense fit. I do think that a guy like Geno Atkins would make a little bit of sense for him, a little bit limber, a little bit more thin, can get a little bit more power up the middle. You add in that type of player, you add in a guy like that type of name to your roster, you add that guy in, I'm going to tell you right now, you look at how well this team can play. You look at how well this defensive line could be. It's scary. It really, really is scary because of all I'm looking at is an up-and-coming superstar at the position. And I do believe that Minnesota, with Mike Zimmer, who used to coach a guy like Geno Atkins, would immediately know how to work with this guy. But again, they also could be getting a new head coach, so that could completely change a lot of different outcomes for this organization. Really, really could be a giant, big deal-breaker for them. This episode of Locked on Aggies is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the number one resource for everything you need in betting. Of course, this holiday season right around the corner. Make sure you get your bets in to get a little bit of extra cash. BetOnline.ag offers the best buyouts, the best bets, and the best wagers every single time you make a bet. From UFC to college basketball, college football, winding down with eligibility, the NFL playoffs, NBA, and of course, MLB postseason coming in. Make sure you get your bets in as soon as possible with BetOnline.ag. Make Betting fun and easy. Locked on Aggies presented by the Locked on Podcast Network. Thanks so much for making us your first listen every single day. Now make sure your second listen is Locked on Bets with your boy Q and handicapping expert Sterling as they give you the best, best, best wagers and these best fits every single day. Subscribe on iTunes, listen on Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast listening systems. I do want to talk about one thing before we get on out of here today, and that is the hire of Marcus Freeman. Why is the hire of Marcus Freeman so important to Texas A&M? I don't know if it is or not, but what I do know is if a coach is to leave, the one thing that you need to make sure you do at your university is keep your best recruiter. The reason why Marcus Freeman is likely going to be hired by Notre Dame is because of you just saw this recruiting class reach a brand new height that Brian Kelly has only reached once in his life, even though he has finished top 10 in the last five years. They're going to finish top five. And if Marcus Freeman is named the head coach, they have an opportunity to finish number three. They really do. There's a couple of prospects that they really like between now and December 15th that are probably on the fence now that Kelly's gone. If Freeman were to leave and he wasn't going to get the job, well, at that point, I personally believe Notre Dame would probably lose about 15 recruits and they would re-sign or they would wait until the actual national signing day, not early signing period, to go figure out where they're landing next. I do believe that that would be the case. Really, 100%. Like, done deal. 
I also believe that part of the reason you want to make sure that your recruiting class is so good is because if you can always get the right head coach, you can go ahead and spend a million dollars. Go ahead and spend $7 million, $9 million. Part of the reason Brian Kelly, I think, is going to be successful at LSU is because if he's going to be able to bring in an elite recruiter just like he did at Notre Dame with Marcus Freeman. As long as the recruiter's there and the coach is good, you're fine. Do you want to know why Nick Saban has been so good at Alabama? Because if he's had great recruiters, Steve Sarkeesian, <clears throat> sorry, Kirby Smart, Mike Loxley is a fantastic recruiter that nobody talks about. Lane Kiffin knows how to sell a program. Brian Dable actually was a really good recruiter because if here's what he had to say, I have NFL experience in NFL rings. You want to win an NFL ring? Come here. I will train you. And look at what he's done in Buffalo. Look at the players who respected him. He has always had great recruiters on his staff, offensively and defensively. So a guy like Freeman is now going to probably be the head coach. If Jimbo Fisher ever were to leave, why not promote Mike Elko? Honestly, why not promote Mike Elko? Why do we have to worry about having an established head coach, somebody who's been around the block, when you have an opportunity to keep your best recruiter? If your best recruiter can actually coach, which it does look like Mike Elko can do, why would you want to lose him to another team because you're scared to promote him? There's a lot of reasons why defensive players come play at a certain university. It's not location. It's not, you know, it's not the championships. It's not the conference. It sometimes is that. But it's usually the recruiter. It's usually the guy who sells them the program. Remember the scene in Wolf of Wall Street? This one? Sell me this pen. Sell me this pen. It's brown. It's, um... You know, it's a Sharpie. I need to write something now. Here. Perfect example. Why come to this university? You see this pen? So that it's the best pen. It's my pen. My pen always gets me success. You want this pen. Yeah, I do. Look at the track record of talent that has come out of Texas A&M. Look at the track record of talent that continues to come to Texas A&M. You want to fall on that footpath? Sell me this pen. Okay. We're winning championships. We're winning recruiting classes. Do you want to be a part of this pen or not? Yeah, I want to be a part of this pen. Done deal. The second Mike Elko leaves, it hurts your recruiting class if you do not bring in the right name. So a guy like Marcus Freeman staying at Notre Dame is saying, we are committed to not only winning on the football field, but winning in the recruiting aspect with not just players that fit our culture, but also players who fit our academia, fit our style of play. And we are willing to work with them to make sure that they meet our standards so we can go ahead and win national championships. Losing a guy like Malik Elko will hurt Texas A&M in more ways than one, especially in recruiting. If, say, he is hired by Duke, please make it after December 16th. If it's not after December 16th, there's going to be a lot of decommits. There's going to be definitely a few decommits that are going to open up their process because they do not want to play for a guy who isn't Mike Elko. If you're going to lose a guy like Jimbo Fisher, if you're going to lose a guy like Lane Kiffin, if you're going to lose a guy like Kirby Smart, promote the, promote the best recruiter or make sure that that recruiter is on the staff because the last thing you want to do is lose them because if you're too afraid of promoting them to be a head coach. At Georgia, it'd be Dan Lanning. At Ole Miss, it'd be Jeff Levy. At Texas A&M, it'd be Mike Elko. Finding a way, now more than ever, now more than ever, recruiting has reached an all-time high. If you do not believe that your team can be successful without your top recruit, without your top recruiter, make him the head coach.
You can always bring in a really good offensive coordinator. You can always bring in a really good defensive coordinator. You can always bring in a really great staff. But you can't get the person who can sell the university like a T. Guy like Mike Elko, Jimbo Fisher ever leaves, Jimbo Fisher takes a leave of absence. You got to keep him. And Marcus Freeman is probably just the start of this trend coming into the NFL. I mean, coming into the college football ranks just tonight. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Aggies. Make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked on Aggies. I will be back tomorrow to break down what teams I personally would like to see Texas A&M play based off of what bowl game they may get. It's going to be a fun, fun Friday episode. See you then. And remember, take them, y'all. This has been Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked on Podcast Network.